The Late Night Legends podcast is meant for an adult audience only. It may contain sexually oriented content. Please be aware of your surroundings. Listener discretion is advised. internet podcast and radio show your local paranormal team getting you some hot topics that you want to talk about <laughs> live from deep in a bunker several different in several different cities across the in the kingdom of nigh <laughs> you know what that's from no i don't Art Bell would always say that. Dude, Live from the kingdom of Nye. I feel like my brain has pushed out so much from Art Bell. I like George Nori better. No, dude. Just a preference. No. You Just always a- used to hate George Nori. You call him George Snorri. I, I never did that. <laughs> Who are yeah, you, you did. You call him George Snorri. I don't think so. I love George Nori, dude. I love Art Bell way more Listen, than George Nori. They're both Norrie. great. I think they're both wonderful. I like Art Bell too. Art Bell. Art Bell's great. George Nori's okay. Art Bell's the only. Yo's better. George Knapp is way better than George Nori. We got a uh, a new person on the Twitch called God Dark Shadow Knight. Hello, hello, God Dark Shadow Knight. How you doing? Hey, what's happening? We're here, we're here to talk about whatever God Dark Shadow Knight wants to talk about. So what was that uh, little clip, that little sample in the beginning from? Uh, that I don't know. That was part of the song. I actually did not edit that in. I know I usually really. Edit, yeah, I know I usually edit in like audio. That song already had it. Yeah, so that's weird. cool. Yeah, name of the song. I don't know. It's in my Spotify. IBK. <laughs> I don't if know. If you want it, I can send it to you. I almost didn't use it. I almost used the old Tito and Tarantula after dark tonight. Oh yeah. But excuse me. This seemed a bit more appropriate given the topic for tonight. Which we're, we're waiting for Wazi to come on and uh, let us know about that topic. We're waiting for our females. Yeah, so uh, I think one day when we have the Patreon, I'm going to introduce like pre-show bloopers for every episode. So if for whatever reason in the future you subscribe to our Patreon or whatever we do, OnlyFans or I don't know how that works. One of those paid content. OnlyFans? I don't know, dude. Really? You can listen to Nick and okay. I talk about cell phones and... The, uh, <laughs> our little 15 minute pre the, the shitty <laughs> the shitty state of the union yeah. with cell phones I think it just came up because I replaced my phone my phone was like three and a half four years old 
and decided to just die overnight on Friday, like Thursday night into Friday, like sometime Friday morning at like three in the morning, it must've died by my calculations. And so I had to order a new one. So now I'm, I'm a new cell phone guy. Fresh phones, it's always a good time. Fresh phones, enslaved that, by financing. Does it, does it have that fresh phone smell? Well, I actually put a screen protector on it that smells really <laughs> bad because the adhesive smells bad. So mine don't smell like anything, but I've had mine for over a year. It probably it probably smells like you. I did get a new car recently though, and I still have the new car smell in there, so that's good. Yeah. Okay. Looks like Wazzy's setting up, so that's cool. Um. Shortly. So, so uh, yeah. So last week we were not here because. Wazzy got married to, yeah. uh, literally she got married to Antonio Banderas from Desperado. I'm going to be honest before, like right when we first met Wazzy, mm -hmm. like they're so romantic and close. I kind of already thought they were married. I'm probably, I'm pretty sure I referred to Raul as her husband once or twice, <laughs> which I'm it's sure possible. Is, yeah. It's I mean, awesome. he looks great, dude. They're super in love. Great. So like you. They're like one of those couples that they, they look so in love that if you were to see them on a street together, like holding hands or whatever, you would mm -hmm. you would like 10 out of 10 think they're already married. Right. That's awesome. That's a good place to be. That's the goal, right? That's my goal. Yeah. I want that. I want that. I want it. <laughs> I want that. <laughs> start, we should start singing that Marilyn Manson song. What is it? The Beautiful yeah. People? Here, let me see if I can cue that up. <laughs> Uh, what else, man? What happened this week, Frank? Or this last week? How you been? I just got a new phone. I got a new phone this week. Is uh my birthday week, so I'm pretty excited. This week coming? Yeah, this Thursday. Nice, man. We're gonna have to do something, dude. Well, Thursday I'm I'm hanging with my parents, and the weekend belongs to Kim. So, I, I mean, if you want to do something at a different time, that's cool. Don't get listen. Don't get mad at me because you Excellent. because you didn't plan something with me on my birthday. It's not up to me. Because I didn't know it was your birthday. How does that so, make you feel as a best friend that you didn't know? You know my birthday? No, you don't. October? You don't. <laughs> Bullshit. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> I, um, I, I, you know, honestly, like I'm pretty good with birthdays. So like my calendar will alert me like a month in advance, and I'll know. Honestly, like, even if I want to do something with you, you wouldn't want to do it anyways because you won't get out much. Yeah, so, so another thing that's happening, everybody is kind of moving closer to one step closer back into lockdown because of the Delta variant. Oh, that's right. I was thinking, okay, you're about to tell us that your company said that you're going to stay home, right? Yeah, they did. Well, so yeah. it's, it's interesting because during the remote work at my job, Mm -hmm. They still kept really close tabs on everybody's productivity because it's like the fear of all, every employer is like, how how productive are you if you're at home? Like, are you working or are you like sleeping, napping, sleeping, napping? And mm -hmm. I I have worked my ass off for the uh, I've been working for my employer for about a year and I, I worked my ass off. I got promoted in the first year. So that was like a huge thing for me. Like that's like every day that I work, I, I put my nose to the grindstone, man. There is no like I joked about it at first. Like I had the opportunity because I was working from home. But I literally never nap. In fact, I usually work longer hours than I need to. But um, 
I've been working 10, 4, 10 hour days now, so I can have Friday off. Well, my days aren't that long, but like, I'll definitely stay after work to finish something or like work through lunch. I'll tell you what, working 4, 10 hour days is nice, but around that last half hour of the day, oh, it's just so hard to... Fucking brutal, dude. You know what's the worst? motivated, dude. I feel like the worst thing is when you have to stay on the clock because your shift isn't done, but like the work drops off and there's nothing to do for me, that's the fucking worst. Or you have something fresh and new that you need to start, but you want to keep put your full concentration. Yeah, you want you want to get in into like, it. You want to get in the zone. I know you want to get into it, the zone. You want to stay in the zone, not get in and then get out an hour later. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to step into I it and have to, have to break your concentration. I, I want like a full fresh day of starting it. You know. Yeah. No. So my employer took a look at everybody's productivity and what they were doing, and I was approached. What was that last Wednesday? And my manager was like, oh, hey, by the way, you can just work, work remote full time if you want. You can come in whenever you want, which for, nice. me, which for me, like commuting is so expensive. So I was just like, OK, great. But like I have no intention of going in unless there's, so like, once, there's like a huge thing. buy that Tesla, then you'll be good, dude. You'll be set. You can go in. Parking at my building is only it's like thirty dollars a day. I ain't doing that shit. So anyway, um, yeah, it was really funny because. She told me I could I could work remote starting in two weeks. So like I had two weeks left to work remote, and then that's what, like that was the the next day is my phone broke down, right? So or no, that was Wednesday I was told, and then Friday morning my phone broke. So on Friday I mess I sent her a message like, hey, I got overnight shipping, but my phone might arrive. It might ship on Monday, arrive on Tuesday. I wasn't sure if it was gonna ship out Saturday or not. So I was like, if it arrives on Tuesday, I have to come into work on Wednesday and then I'll make up a different day at the office because I can't go to work without my phone. Like, I don't want to be stuck downtown without a phone. I ain't doing that. Yeah, yeah, so dude. She, yeah, she understood and she was like, yeah. yeah, that sounds good. And then like an hour later, uh, an hour later, they announced for the whole company that because of the Delta and Gamma variants that everybody's allowed to work from home indefinitely. So everybody's still welcome to go to the office, but you can work from home indefinitely and even like without that circumstance in mind, I'm able to work from home remotely permanently. So I'm really stoked. Um, but yeah, that's, that's sweet, dude. So that, that happened last week. Wazzy's wedding happened last weekend. This week is my birthday, dude. Like just the hits keep on coming, man. Like it's just a roller coaster for me. And as a result, I forgot or I didn't forget. I just really didn't have enough time to make the topic animation. Oh, dude, your eyebrows are dancing. My oh, you got, you got some. What is that? Is that a hairy caterpillar on your face? What is that thing, dude? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, it's just your eyebrow, dude. Hairy caterpillar. <laughs> Hide that with the the hat, dude. Put the hat on. Hide oh, that I, shit. The hat's on my bed. I'm not getting that thing. You know, it's bad luck. I don't put the hat over my eyebrows. What am I? Yeah, like, you should. What am I, a chola? Oh, I see that. <laughs> no, dude. Yeah. I don't. My head's too do big that. to do that. I actually naturally, I think, have a big head. And like, yeah, you do have a big head, big I, head. I do. Like, like if you compare head head size to shoulder span. Not as big as Billy from Wisconsin, though. Well, that guy was a fucking <laughs> giant, dude. That guy was, like, yeah. bordering on genetic mutation big. Like, that guy was, like, Paul White big or Andre the Giant big. That guy was Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, I, I want to get into the paranormal stuff, but 
Wazzy should be here shortly. How about games? Should we talk about games or movies? Yeah, what are you playing, dude? I ain't playing anything, but... Uh, tell me what, tell me what well, Blizzard really shit the bed. I heard something. Oh, How did they shit the bed? I mean, so it... I canceled my subscription a while. I did see some memes because that's how we communicate, but uh, well, basically, the there were like female employees. Oh, in the yeah, 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 yeah. I remember reading they it. were being treated very poorly, and they went to the state, and then the state filed a lawsuit on their behalf against Blizzard. And everybody at Blizzard saying, Oh, we're so sorry, all oh, this should never happen, but yet they're like, they're the accused, man, you know. They're saying, oh, we don't do that, but they're the accused. Somebody, a lot of people were misbehaving in that company. You know, they're not innocent, dude. There's I, a reason why. I heard it was being run like the Wolf of Wall Street movie with, like, how frat house-like it was. Yeah, J. Allen Brock, Brack, J. Allen Brack, the, the president of Blizzard. Dude, he's fucked, man. I mean, he was totally... He knew it was going on, and he did nothing, man. And now he's saying, oh, I'm so sorry it happens. Dude, you knew, man. You yeah. knew. You know, it's to, to start, when you start having a non-diverse, just really toxic culture at the workplace, it's it's really tough to fix that once you've, it's a slippery slope, man. Here's what pisses me off is that they inundate you with progressive agendas and stuff in their games. They're totally like all about diversity and inclusion and all that in their games and like their PR and stuff and their advertisements. Yeah, but then they don't practice. But inside their office, dude, they don't even fucking follow that, dude. Their hypocrisy is insane. It's, it's man. pretty shitty, man. And they ruin games because of that politically correct stuff, dude. They just ruin them. Blizzard already had a track record Blizzard like fuck, for dude. fucking games, but like this is like a cherry on top. <laughs> I, can't, I can't stand the company anymore, man, honestly. And Activision, fuck them too, man. Activision sucks. Blizzard blows. Yeah. EA is probably the worst. I'm honestly looking more and more into like playing indie games and stuff. That's what I'm... Some of my favorite gaming like, studios just got ruined by those bigger developer names like... Uh, EA bought out Westwood. Do you remember Westwood? They made the Red Alert series. Yeah, 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 yeah. So for the first couple years, Sierra, they were part of Sierra. Had them too for a while. Yeah. So like the first couple years, EA let Westwood do whatever they wanted, and they were still producing really good games. That's when Generals came out. But then after that, EA took over completely and wanted to make the game fucking uh, free to play, which is just a code word for pay to win. Cash ops. Yeah. Yeah. It's like those stupid things like especially with an rts like you're building non-stop so it's like microtransactions that would allow you to build your base or build your units faster it mm -hmm. could give you a total advantage if you're just like dishing out the money and unfortunately some people are just some people that game or just have a lot of money and so like it makes an environment that's completely unfair for like a yeah. gamer if you don't have if you go into some of these games with no money and no intent on doing microtransactions you're going to be so you're gonna grind. And un unmatched. You're gonna have to grind so much. It's it's not worth it. Like you, you're taking the enjoyment out yeah. of the game. So like, like personally, if I was in charge, if I was a, you know, if I was somebody that was able to make legislation about it, I would take, I would make microtransactions illegal because really, it's a predatory practice against children because that's who these games are for. Oh, we got Wazzy. Yeah. Wazzy. Hello, hello. Hey. Good to see you. Wazzy, I'm I'm a little disappointed that 
you haven't changed your last name yet on the old meetings. Oh, I'm, I'm not... keeping my last name. <laughs> oh, I wasn't sure if you were. That's cool. We were just talking about your wedding earlier, so. Oh, wait, wait, yeah. what's, what's Raul's last name? Sonora. Uh, you didn't have to say that on here, but you're good. You're good. Oh, it's okay. I mean, it's a very common well, last name. Because Frankie just flapped your big gums. I don't even know what his last name was. <laughs> I know what his last name was. It's a very, it, it just, it's not going to sound right. It's it sounds, just, it just it sounds like Senora. <laughs> yeah. Like, could you imagine my name being Wasika Sonora? It's not going to work out. That's a cool, nice name. I like that. It's, not it's a cool, nice name, but I just, I was just going to say it's like a little tacky. Like, Sonora. I don't want to be known as like Mrs. Sonora. No, I like my last name better. <laughs> we were, uh, we were talking about uh, just game developers just before we awesome. get into the paranormal stuff. And we were talking yeah. about specifically blizzard got busted for just their toxic work environment that was like filled with frat boys and like oh nick brought up a really good point about how they like would preach like uh being diverse in their hiring practices and their teams and their culture but really like they were like a fucking frat house which is i feel like yeah yeah i feel i feel like with a lot of like big game developing platforms as well as like companies you often see that a lot, unfortunately. Like I was, uh, we have this like platform on at work where when we run out of work, we're able to just go on there and learn like these different, um, <clears throat> these different like courses, skills that has everything from like information technology to like stuff like Excel. And there was a couple like game development big courses on there and i remember like a lot of it like a lot of the forums when they would ask questions were mainly like just dudes and these dudes were just like freaking like you could tell they had that jock energy they really just did not like i mean they were exuding that yeah i I feel like everybody's everybody should have their own identity and if you're kind of naturally a bro i don't think there's a problem with that as long as it's not toxic to the work right i don't think they're bros they're more like sweaty neck beards okay that's yeah because, like, honestly, a lot of them, the gamers, they're not, like, your traditional jocks or bros because they sit behind a computer all day and fucking game. It's not like out playing sports and shit. You know, that's what I – that's – I don't know. To me, it's just – I don't know. I, I just – Different classification. They were – I don't know, man. It's it, it's it's really difficult but, uh, to, to talk in generality about it. I think the best way to discuss these type of things are very – you know, to go by circumstance, you know, incels, bunch of incels, basically. You know what an incel is, right? Yeah, sure. You don't know? No, sorry, I'm fixing all the graphics and the animations for. Our oh, page, so, um, let's. Uh, I, I just want to also say really quick on that same note that here at the Late Night Legends podcast, we do our best to be diverse in our staff, as well as our being fair. I've made very direct efforts to be fair to everybody and to hire diverse and to not just hire like like in the past super balls was kind of known for being that sort of stupid fart joke guy Mm -hmm. podcast but like we've really gotten away from that i hope you guys can all see that um i would also like to make a note on that uh we whatever we do say as far as like topics like this goes and and bringing in inclusion and diversity we really do mean it we're not someone that's going to just say it in flowery language just to appease a certain group of people this is what we do stand for and we will always be promoting this and anything that is opposite or counterproductive will have zero tolerance from us as well as from our community um 
because, you know, we I think we can all say that we're now in the 21st century. We're not in an archaic century where, you know, this should be existing. But unfortunately, it is. Um, and I would like to take the time to say no matter how much we fuck around, no matter what our views are individually or as a group, this will always be one of like the top priorities, you know, bringing that inclusion, bring that understanding in as, as well as open mindedness. So well said here, here. <laughs> All right. Uh, Wazi, I was talking to Nick that it's been just a roller coaster for me with your wedding and my phone breaking and like this yeah. week coming up. So like, I didn't have time to make a fancy animation for your topic. Okay. And I'm really sorry. It's okay. Leia's voice is fucking shot, which by the way, guys, yes. that's why Leia's not on this. Cause she's such a hard worker. <laughs> that girl put in like so many hours at Lollapalooza. She said, yeah, Lollapalooza. She was hustling out there. I didn't even she know was, that was going on. She was hustling. Oh dude, it was It's a, it's a pri- You know what? It's, it's such a funny thing. I forget who I was talking to about this, but like everything in this society is so money driven that like things yeah. like health concerns with the virus. Cause like there's those new variants. You would think that they wouldn't hold a Lollapaloozas because every like states are taking a step towards quarantining again and like the mask orders back on and all these things and like suddenly like Lollapalooza is okay, but it just goes to show you like how money driven and how profit driven people are because that, yes. I feel like that's the only reason why Lala exists. It's so it's so infuriating, but you know what? It's fine. I feel like if you're vaccinated, you're good. Uh, and uh, you're not good though. I know. I, I think my personal feeling on it, and I don't want to get too far into it because it gets political, but mm-hmm. per- personally, if someone chooses to not get vaccinated, I don't hate on them. I feel like it's their right to not want to get vaccinated. But at the It's same, understandable. It's, at the same time, I don't like people who preach don't get vaccinated because I yeah. feel like a lot of that is based on disinformation. And I also get annoyed by people who are vaccinated shoving vaccinations down people's throats too like no matter yeah. what your i feel like no matter what your personal choice is it's fine that's gucci but like i don't feel like people should really come after other people for their personal choice i yeah. but that's not to say that like if if i was not going to get vaccinated if that was going to be my personal choice i would also have to accept the consequences of like okay i can't go here i can't go there i can't go there okay that's another bridge that is difficult for some of the people who do not want to get vaccinated. So like they just ride off the backs of the vaccinated people. Yeah. And like, there's all kinds of bullshit right now, guys. Like I'm sure, you know, like there's fake vaccine vaccination papers, like yeah. docs and like all these mm-hmm. things. And to be, I just, yeah. yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Frank. No, you're, Go ahead. you're good. I was just going to say that like me being somebody who's fully vaccinated, um, looking at the little card that I got from my vaccination, It'd be so easy to forge. Oh, like, yeah. So, like, I don't... On the one hand, it's like, wow, they made this really easy to forge. But at the other hand, it's like, if you do that, then you're assuming another risk, like a personal risk. And it's... I don't know. It's just... People are shitty. I think that's the overall message here. I just think, like, when it comes to things like that, like, like it's just... It comes to a point where... And, and I think there was, like, a post that, like, just put it very right to the point eloquently with no bullshit politics involved and it's just saying like okay you have a right to not wear a mask or wear a mask you have the right to be vaccinated or not that's your personal choice nobody's attacking you for it and nobody's going to take that away from you that's what this country's known for but that also means don't take that as a way to be an asshole it's just a simple you chose 
that whatever it is and those are the consequences and those are the those are the turn of events that will happen that you will have to accept but don't take a minor inconvenience as a way for you to be an asshole because that's where you know like businesses have the right to refuse you and businesses the important part and i guess that's what's not being respected Yes, businesses have every right to have their own jurisdiction and their own rules and regulations because they're a business. And as you will have the, if, as you're entitled to your own rights, so are they. And they're not going to, you know, lose money. I, and I don't want people to realize this by you saying, I might take my business somewhere else. Those $5 is not going to hurt a business. Okay. But if it's a small business and you're going to start inconveniencing people, for something you chose, then that's where the problem lies. And that's where you're hurting people other than yourself. And that's where that catalyst for collateral damage starts and and, and it just ensues. And so I just want to say, y'all, just whatever you choose to do, do it, but take take accountability for it. We're grown ass people here. You don't need to be baby. You don't need training wheels and you don't need somebody to hold your hand, you know? And I think we can all agree on that. And I think it's great. I agree with everything you said. There's plenty of people who have gotten vaccinated that stay inside and like don't fuck around and they don't, yeah. you know, they don't intrude on somebody else's, you know, freedom, I guess is the way to put it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I don't know. It's such well, a, yeah, I just, you know, being a libertarian, like if they start mandating shit, I think, it'd like, be, yeah, I'm with you. Nick. If they're mandating California that healthcare workers get the vaccine. Mm-mm. No point, no, dude. Well, I, I, yeah, it's that's a step in the wrong direction. Here, here's what I, here's where I draw the line personally. I don't think they should mandate masks or vaccines. <laughs> However, they should mandate it at private places. So, like, and when I say that, it, it would be up to the business owner, right? Mm-hmm. If a hos- if a hospital is privately owned, and many of them are, very, I don't really know any nonprofit publicly owned or government owned hospitals. Like those are really all private institutions. I think that. Yeah. Same with the prisons. Yeah. And I think, okay. yeah, prisons are definitely for profit, private things. But like, I think if those places want to say like, it's a requirement, I think that's fine. And I think that that libertarian, like non-government involvement and in enforcing of such a thing that should sort of stay within you and your house. And like, if you mm-hmm. want to go in a public place, that's all like, yeah, hands off. But, but, uh, Okay, but what kind of influence does the government have on those private corporations? Well, so if you're a libertarian, the the government wouldn't have any enforcement of it. But like, no, but you know damn well we're not a libertarian. Oh, we're definitely not. I'm just saying, country, dude. What what we would like and what exists is totally different. We're never going to be this libertarian. I don't I don't think we'll ever come to a point in in this in in the environment that we have right now where we're going to go towards an environment that we want and that we need. It's not going and I think we can all agree that it's going to take a very long time and possibly never for us to be able to have that consensus as a democracy or as a whole, as a nation, however you want to see it. And it's not bringing politics into it. It's simply the truth. Like that's just, we're never going to, I don't think we'll ever get there. Wazi. I think it's a great dream, but we'll never have a consensus and things will never be non-political because people will politicize fucking everything. And that's the other thing, right? Like you can't, you can't expect to have so many people with so many different views, different walks of life, different opinions, 
and expect everything to be so uniformed and that everything's going to work out by giving a, a structural, a formal structural outline of this and this and this is what you have and this and this and this is what you're entitled to. You know, it's just, I'm just saying, like, <coughs> we're very diverse and that's something that needs to be, that people don't give importance yeah, to. You know, unfortunately, we live in a society where things are fucked and everybody feels like, not everybody, a lot of people feel like they're the experts, but there's no experts. And We I need a reclamation day. We need a lot of stuff in this country, man. We need free health care. We need fucking the, the the wealth distribution to be different, man. We can go a slap to a couple faces, maybe. Yeah, we need term a hey, term limits for our politicians. We need term limits. We need, we need regulation. Amen. We need regulation yeah. on salary and income. We need regulation, like better regulation on taxes. Like, better regulation on gerrymandering, gentrification, redlining. We we can you make a whole it. different non paranormal podcast and be political, man. And I'll tell oh, you, I can't. I have no problems. <laughs> the idea crossed my mind so like here, here's what i was thinking and maybe this is something that i should have talked about in a team meeting but i was thinking about doing a political version and then like a totally different comic and gaming version of the podcast and then this one because i feel like they're all different topics the problem is that i don't have enough time for everything <laughs> i think uh maybe in a year or two i might have more time to maybe make a one other show If if anybody cares, I was thinking about uh, if any if there's any longtime listeners, I think that if I were to start a political version of the show, I would definitely do it with Jackie because she's so politically motivated in her life. And I think Wazi, I think you'd get along with Jackie like really, really well. Um, But uh, I think that if I were to do like a comic book and gaming version of the show, Mm -hmm. I'd bring on Ryan Turner, who's done a couple of shows. And I think Nick would be down for that one, you know. Oh, I, th- yeah. I think that within those two different sub sub shows, I think Doug Doug would Doug would be pretty good too. Yeah, you, me, Steve, and Doug had a, a, such a great conversation about games. We we could have talked all night about it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so we're basically halfway through the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get a quick drink. I'm gonna shut my camera off for a moment. But Wazi, do you want to talk about your topic? And yeah. I, and I'll step away for a minute. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Start whenever you want. Okay, cool. So I wanted to just give credit to the article that I'm going to be reading from only because I thought about making like a concise list of like notes and whatnot. But there was just this one article that like just perfectly covered the topic and it's just very concise with stuff. So a lot of it is just going to be me reading it. And I'm also going to give credit to that as well. And that's from history.com, my favorite article or my favorite place to look for stuff um and so this is the topic about the last american vampire so on and so forth and my son decided it's time for him to get up here um so around i believe around the 1890s there was a huge wave of vampire hysteria and it, it just was mostly like folklore, you know, like parents telling cautionary tales to get their kids to sleep and not fuck around. Um, and it was just a lot of that. But eventually, you know, around this time, a lot of uh, illnesses came around, which would exude specific symptoms that at the time they didn't have the resources or the education to really understand what it was and that also attributed a lot to um the 
what is it called? The uh, hysteria that it would mm-hmm. happen. And it, it's kind of very similar to like the satanic panic, you know, the, the, the witch, witch hunts, yeah. you know, it's very similar to that. So this was the vampire hysteria that was around in the, in a new England town. Um, and it really sounds like a legend when you hear the whole story, but it actually is a true story. So it starts with um, this man named Edwin Brown. He's just miserable. Um, he was getting better, uh, you know, for for the better. I, I would say for the better part of two years, he was just deteriorating over and over again. He was just getting worse. He was getting thin. He was getting weak, um, and that. And he was also struggling to breathe. Eventually, he would start coughing up blood. Um, and then, you know, he was trying to figure out what was going with him. He tried like different types of air, like he would go to different environments and try to see if the air quality might help. (laughs) Um, what what time frame was this? What time period? 1892. Okay. Um, as well as like he tried to like get mineral waters from Colorado spring, Colorado, like in Colorado. Um, but like. And the whole journey lasted like 18 months, but obviously there was no cure. And, um, and it was actually because he had tuberculosis, Mm. but they didn't know it was tuberculosis. And that's where the vampire hysteria started. TB, TB started that. So, you know, he returns home to this town called Exeter, it's spelled E-X-E-T-E-R. In it's a little town in Rhode Island, um, where basically his father was a farmer. He kind of did like tilling of the soil, um, and uh, he would also just he he had also just watched helplessly as the disease, which was at the time known as consumption, because mm, that's yes. it basically consumes you. Um, it also took the lives of. Um, Edwin Brown's mother, who is Mary Brown, and as well as in 1883, followed by his 20-year-old daughter, Mary Olive, which was only six months later. And then while his only son kept growing weaker and weaker in the winter of 1892, um, TB, tuberculosis also took um, his 19-year-old daughter, Mercy Lena Brown who passed mm. just after a year um, on January 19th, 1892. So the story basically revolves around her and what happened to her after she died. Um, <clears throat> so the father's name is George Brown. Uh, the disease took about three members of his family. And um, at the time, you know, tuberculosis was the main illness that ravaged the country in the 18th and 19th century um especially more towards the eastern coast and particularly (laughs) in new england at the time so it would have been obviously a little bit with tuberculosis it is easily passed within close quarters so um very similar to actually what's happening now history repeats itself i guess um and as well as um, that is why I was able to take those three family members because they were in close quarters all the time. And obviously they didn't know they had TB. Um, it was very common though for the town of Exeter to, to constantly have tuberculosis throughout this entire uh, year. But um, 
it was the way they were able to, the doctors didn't know anything about it they didn't know how to explain it they didn't know what it was um and but they thought they could find out what it was six feet under oh. meaning they were just gonna go ahead exhume the bodies of those that have had this consumption and basically perform another autopsy or basically open them up and see what the hell's going on what? <laughs> um with medical science really not helping with the lack of resources with the lack of education that these doctors did not have they started falling into medical science's worst enemy superstition and so they started relying on the supernatural uh these cautionary tales to basically explain what happened and so they were saying that um 200 years after the Salem witch trials, uh, a vampire hysteria gripped the New England town. A group of Exeter residents believed that Edwin's mother or one of his sisters may be undead, caught between heaven and hell. And sucking the life out of him from beyond the grave, which meant the cure could rest with their bodies. Oh. So basically they were saying that these were vampires, they were not dead, and somehow their blood or their bodies have the cure to consumption. It's interesting. Um, and it's very interesting because around this time, you would think 1892, 1692 is the year that the Salem witch trials began. So exactly 200 years later for this to happen in, a, in, in an area where witches were being persecuted is a little bit more easier for them to believe than, say, medical science, which is another reason why the hysteria got even more worse than what it was supposed to be. Um, so with George Brown was very reluctant of this because he's like, no, I believe in science. I want to think that, you know, there's the superstition bullshit is just not going to cut it with me. Nonetheless, he revisited the theory that maybe his family members are vampires. And in doing so, they visit the Brown family plot, which is where all three of those family members relate to rest. And it was behind the town's Baptist church. They exhumed the bodies of Mary Brown and Mary Olive Brown. So these are sisters. So Mary Brown is the one that the story is centered around, not Mary Olive Brown. And so they opened the caskets and surprise, surprise, it was only their bones. <laughs> so. Nobody to cut up, nobody to open up, no blood to drain, because it's just bones. Um, so then they turned their attention to Mercy Brown, Mercy Lena Brown, and who had died just eight weeks earlier prior to the exhumation happening. And um, so there's different accounts as to whether how Mercy's body was buried. And some people say that it was like, like already buried or it could have been in a crypt. And then, you know, the like until the ground could thaw, because keep in mind, this was around the winter time as well. And the other thing was like, okay, like the undertakers could have dig in a, like dug a grave for yeah. them. So they really don't know where her body was like laid to rest exactly There's or how. More, there was a lot more grave robbing too back then. Yeah. yeah. So that was a lot more easier to you know switch bodies around and whatnot um and so then when however when the lid was lifted off of mercy's coffin her body was there like it wasn't bones it was a full body her body her face appeared flush like 
there you could see the blood going through her like she looked like she was just sleeping her veins were uh like you could see the blood pumping in her veins you could tell that like she still had color and like life in herself um so in comes dr harold i'm gonna try to pronounce this metcalf who was very like like he was a, he had a lot of objections as to like exhuming the bodies and then like the whole superstition thing because he's like this is fucking ridiculous like this has to be a disease or something that we don't know about um like he just did not appreciate the whole thing however he assured that the reason the lack of decomp on mercy's body is simply because she died only for less than two months like she hasn't decomped at all because she hasn't been dead for that long but then you know with the given fact that medicine hasn't worked in the past and superstitions already taken over and the fact that it's two months like you would think that you would see some deterioration or decomp on her body uh, like everybody was like yeah fuck you we don't believe you um you also <laughs> said that she was buried like in the winter though yeah so they they don't know yeah, like they don't know they don't know exactly how or like the method of her burial. They say that like she might have been kept in a crypt until the ground thawed and then like the undertaker took her or she may have already been buried there. Like there's different accounts on that. So that's one of the things that is still kind of like Did debatable. they put dead ringers on these people or no? No. No. Okay. They were just their bodies. Um <clears throat> so the people obviously ignored what the doctor had to say and they took that like the, the fresh blood in mercy's heart as a sign that she's undead <laughs> um, so, so they this is where shit just gets even more wild they basically gather firewood they gather kindle they make a nice little crispy bonfire and they cut out mercy's heart okay <laughs> and lungs and then they cremate it in the bonfire that's got a killer if she's undead right <laughs> oh yeah absolutely you're gonna see her body just fucking having connection. absolutely Got <laughs> um they returned to his house to to murder i'm sorry to uh edwin brown's house and um with the ashes of his dead sister's heart and mixed it with water. So then he consumed this concoction. So he basically consumed his sister's heart with water. Um, but obviously tuberculosis still consumed him. Oh no. <laughs> How surprising. I thought it would actually work. There's a lot of twists and turns in this, Wazzy. It's awesome. <laughs> I, I, was re I remember hearing this like on a podcast two months ago, and I was like, what the fuck is happening in this? Like, and my mouth was like, permanently, just my jaw was unhinged. <laughs> I got a tuberculosis uh, story for you when you're done, but... Yeah, yeah. And then poor Edwin Brown died two months later after he drank this cure that was supposed to cure him. Didn't work. Um, surprise, surprise. No, uh, tuberculosis. What happened? Uh, Doc Holliday in Tombstone had tuberculosis. It was a big deal, man. Everybody had it. It was very bad. It was like he actually moved to Arizona to try and slow it. You know, I don't know if that's scientifically sound, but okay. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> no, 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 no. I, like, I don't know okay. if it's scientifically sound, but I do think that they feel better when it's drier climate. So. I mean, I would, yeah, I would think like the air quality has to do something with it. Yeah. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't, 
put it just to air quality. You know what I mean? Like if you told me right now, hey, you have tuberculosis, go down to New Mexico because it's really dry there and it's going to help you. I'll just be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I would go. <laughs> I, 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 New Mexico? If you told me that, I'd be like, yeah, but then I'll, I would die, but I would just be thirsty the whole time I'm dying. Right. <laughs> and it's even worse. <laughs> like I'm dehydrated. My lungs are fucking killing me. It's yeah. bad. Um, <laughs> but... Um, this isn't the first time that this town has, uh, like used folk remedies, like burning organs to kind of like, like just give them that whatever cure to whatever ailment they have. I'm playing the cure just for you, by the way, Wazi. Okay. I would love that. Um, and so then in, so in 1799, the townspeople exhumed the body of Sarah Tillingcast. Uh, suspecting her of being a vampire. And so there's an author that wrote a book about this. Her name is, I believe, Diana Ross McCain, who reports that there are 18 documented instances of the exhumation of family members in suspected vampire cases throughout New England in the 18th and 19th century. But the case of Mercy Brown would be the last one that's either documented or known or thereof. So um, after they basically dig, dug her up, they buried her again, and now she's laid to rest in the Chestnut Hill Cemetery. Um, and if you actually like look up her like her name, you'll actually even get to see her tombstone that they have. Um, but yeah, that's the story of Marcelina Brown. She after that, they never heard of another supposed flushed human being that is not decomping in like less than i don't know like apparently has to be instant so you know that she so she ended up just getting her heart out being having her heart eaten and her lungs and her brother still died so motherfucker. <laughs> if you look at the stream right now i got her tombstone on the stream awesome i'm gonna pull that up right now but yeah it's a it was a like when i was listening to this story it was such a twist and turn type of story because you're thinking okay vampires are involved there's gonna be some debunking you know next thing you hear yeah this fucker decided to go get some air quality didn't work decided to get mineral water didn't work by the way which is not that really good for you and then decided and then decided okay let me just cut my sister's heart out and eat it because that's gonna help and now he's dead. So the moral of the story is, guys, don't exhume bodies and use folk remedies by burning people's organs up. We're past that. And if you have tuberculosis, please go to the ER. <laughs> well, now I wouldn't know about 1892. You'll, you'll, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm sorry if you lived during that time. Did you guys ever? Uh, do you guys ever go to the thrift store just for funsies? Like that you oh, don't, you yeah. don't need anything, but like you're looking at clothes and shit. One day I went to the thrift store. And I was, uh, I don't know what I was looking for. I think I was look. I always look at the old electronics to see what I could fuck around with, right? Like vintage yeah. check. And uh, there is this box of like handkerchiefs on the counter that were like meant to be like, uh, like, uh, like hankies and uh, that kind of thing. Not like pocket squares per se. Like you, mm-hmm. guys, you guys know I like a good pocket square. Wazi, you'll test yeah, it yeah. from the wedding, but. Yes. Uh, like a boog rag. Yeah. So I was looking. Mm-hmm. I was looking at boog rags. <laughs> Hashtag boog rags. And a lot of them had like weird patterns, or they were like cherries, strawberries, like just little patterns. Uh huh. 
And so, like, I asked the clerk, like, why the fuck all of these had either red dots or, like, cherries or strawberries? <laughs> the guy at the thrift store was, like, partially a historian because he said a lot of hankies were made during the time of tuberculosis to have these particular patterns to hide the fact that if you were to cough up blood, it's already a red pattern. Mm. So you could fool those around you into thinking you were okay if they happened to look at your, your boog rag. Wow. Yeah, so like he told me that they were tuberculosis, like oh. owned by tuberculosis people. And I was like, ah, get the, I get out the, <laughs> yeah, get the shit off me. Get out of here, ah, thrift store. Yeah, actually, they used to call them lungers too. You were a lunger if you had tuberculosis. Tuberculosis was really, really bad. If you do any amount of research on how many people got it and how powerless we were to stop it, it's gonna, mm-hmm. it's, it is like what COVID is now. Exactly. You go, you go to the hospital, you're dead a few days later with respiratory issues. Like, it's so close to what we're going through right now. And it's scary. Mm-hmm. And so, it's, I, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, like, on, on just the note of how scary it is, if you go back and read about tuberculosis and how terrifying it is, somehow in my stupid brain, I'm so much more afraid of tuberculosis than I am of COVID, but COVID is the same kind of thing that's happening right now around me. And that scares me that I'm too stupid to process that it's happening around me. Mm-hmm. But it's, it, oh, so go ahead. I'm sorry. I got to change music. This is too no, you're good. It's just, it's just very interesting to see how history repeats itself over and over again. Cause this is not the last pandemic we'll have. And this is not the first one. Nope. Um, so like you saw with the Spanish flu, you know, that lasted like two and a half years. You got the black plague. You yeah, had malaria. You had malaria. You had Ebola. You had SARS. Swine you flu. had, you had swine, swine flu, flu. bird flu, aviary flu. Like it, it's just red cow disease. There's just all these different oh, God, ones. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember that one. Like it's just, it's just crazy. Cause like, I think what's worse than the actual disease, and this like the fact that I'm saying this is just like, it's like shocking. It's just like the more than the actual disease that kills people is the hysteria behind it. It's the panic that comes with it. Mm-hmm. You know, when we saw immediately when COVID first hit, everybody was like. Toilet paper. We need to go for toilet hand paper. Hand sanitizer. Yeah. Hand sanitizer. Clorox. Hand sanitizer. Like they just they we, we went into this whole panic and we never realized the thing we should have done was save money. We should have we should have known that you know something was going to happen. We could have stocked appropriately, but with the media coming in, romanticizing, fetishizing this like this the politics side of it really more than what we should actually do for it caused so much more of a higher death toll than what we could have actually had. And then like a good example of this is a black plague, right? Or even when migraines weren't understood back, like even way before the black plague happened in the medieval times, they said that supposedly you had demons in your head. And that is why you were having such a bad migraine or a headache. And so what they would do is they would drill a hole into your head Keep in mind with no anesthesia, no medical, whatever. Usually these people are supposed like they just know everything about everything that has to happen with the human ailments. Um, And they would just drill a hole, just one hole into your cranium and then kind of just let it drain out. But what's being drained out is blood, partially of your brain, some brain matter, some other stuff. 
and you're basically just just slowly dying after yep. a while and if you don't die you're just fucked up after that and and it's always like oh yeah it's because you got demons in your head you're possessed like you aren't doing something right oh you're wearing these clothes you're a you know you're you're trying to get too many men and that's why those demons came to you or if you're a man you know or like or whatever you're a thief you know like you stole too many things the demons came for you and it just goes on and on and on and you saw how many people just died from a botched lobotomy and you're like what yeah. the fuck are you doing you know lobotomies shock therapy like how many medical things have we gone through in the name of not in the name what the fuck we're doing and just trying to help people but really it's just we've hurt so yeah. many people well, yeah but i think a lot of it got us to where we are now some of it had to be done you know to learn how do you feel about uh, let me put this out there on that note how do you feel about companies like Bayer who were experimenting on the Jews during World War II in order to come up with like powerful headache medicine is that ethical like could do I the ends like, justi justify the means oh, man. I feel like well here's the thing voluntary that's I, what I think I agree with Nick as far as like yeah we come to the point where we are now but we're basically going in circles like we, we think we're going in a straight line, but we're going in circles because when you like you, what you were saying, Frank, you can't like you're testing on certain demographics of people for whatever reason. And, you know, you're trying to test and find better opportunities, better cures, better methods of practice and research to help people. But in doing so, you cause more damage. The biggest easiest prominent example of this is the field of psychology and psychiatric wards and you know you just kind of you kind of mentioned it briefly frank where you're talking about shock therapy you're talking about lobotomies oh, yeah. you're you're talking about starving people you're talking about beating people you're talking about giving them uh you know Sensory medicine deprivation. there's so such a long list it's it's a long list and all because we didn't understand that traumas can happen. We didn't understand that some of this is genetic. We didn't understand what to do. And rather than, even if we couldn't find ways to research, rather than at least studying them, talking to them, figuring out more ethical ways, we decided, okay, you know what? This should help because crazy people are crazy people. You know, and then same thing goes with the medical field. Like now we're we're a little bit better about yeah. it, but even look at the medical field's practices too. They're the same things. Like it's it's always bodies like in the fifties and sixties here, bodies would go missing from hospitals without people knowing. Like I was even talking to one of my uh one of my team leads and she was telling me that when her uncle passed away, uh he was I I forgot what he had he had polio, I think. Oof. So he had polio. The old he FDR died. disease. <laughs> right. Yep. Yep. It's FDR. And um, he he got polio. He died a couple days later in the hospital. And when the family was informed, the body wasn't there. And to this day, oh. they don't know where the body went. They're thinking, okay, it went for science or organ trafficking. They have no idea. And, like, you often see that, too. Like, you know, like, bodies disappearing, babies being switched. Like, a lot of it, if it's not as much done now, a lot of it is still covert. 
And a lot of it, unfortunately, unless you're in on it or you know something about it or you have a connection, you're hurt through the grapevine, you're never going to know. And I think that is the most unsettling part about that is, you know, you see all this coverage about all these controversial things happening, all these things that we could change, all these girls, you know, all these women going missing that we supposedly thought were runaways and so on and so forth. And you're just thinking that's only a sliver of the pie oh, chart. It's really bad. You know, and we're all just here thinking to ourselves, well, you know, it is what it is. And we're like, oh, that's horrible. And, you know, we think, what can we do about it? And then that also causes the bystander effect where everybody thinks somebody else is going to do something about it. And in doing so, nobody does. Oh, my God. That's this country in a nutshell. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Well, you think we'll have have another vampire scare? I would love to see that. I mean, we've yeah. come this far. I would like to see what else we're going to panic I about. See it. Yep. I think uh, depending on the illness, some of them, some illnesses can suggest you know, vampirism, like anemia and like, go ahead. Yeah. You know, which one really scared the hell out of me is Ebola. That little Ebola outbreak we had about five years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Zika, man. Zika is scary too, man. Like Zika everything is scary. Virus. Mm-hmm. Ebola is horrific. Uh, West Nile is the reason I stopped fishing. Offices. Oh my god! There's like now a dengue virus outbreak too in in the South Asian countries. What's that? It's uh it's also a um and uh, it's an illness that is transmitted by mosquitoes. It's a lot. Oof. It's terrible. It's really fucking bad. And like I know Bangladesh is right now going on is having an outbreak of that on top of a third wave of COVID happening there. And like I think some surrounding rural uh, towns and other countries are also having the same issue too. Wow. Well, see, like it's just it's just a lot. And then like even if you go to the forest preserve now, I know all of us like we live in areas where there's a lot of mosquitoes. So like even if you look at the types of fucking mosquitoes that are biting us, they don't even fucking look like mosquitoes. They just no, I don't know what that they mm-hmm. they're just fucking so huge. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. You know what's really scary yeah. to me too that I've noticed it's different about mosquitoes? Maybe that's just me. I so I'm a an O blood type. And I know this. Oh I okay. know this because I like I would really attract all the mosquitoes and I remember asking my doctor about it. And so he did the blood test. I'm an O blood type. I don't know, I don't remember if I'm O positive or O negative because this is a while back. But uh, there's there's that. But the interesting thing is like I don't know if you guys have noticed this or had the same experience, but this year specifically, in comparison to years past in my life, I'll get bitten by mosquitoes. I'll get bit really bad, but like the next day, I won't itch at all. It only itches like for the first hour, and that's it. <laughs> Where like years past, I would just itch for like a week, nonstop. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I feel that way, but I feel like if I touched it, like if I touched my bite, it would just feel like it's so itchy. I, just, I will say that I have tremendous for a, for for a lot of things. I have like a very tremendous willpower. So like when I get bit, I don't scratch them at all. So that may, that maybe that's it. Maybe I don't irritate. Can it. you can you share some of that willpower with me? Because good lord, I I'm scratching these these things so fucking violently. <laughs> yeah, I just I, another part is like I don't go outside very much, so. Yeah, I was going to say, I haven't gotten bit, thankfully, much this summer, but I haven't been out much either. So. I think the most I've been outside is at your wedding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I went for a little hike on Sunday, but it was so, like, cool and breezy out that I didn't really feel mosquitoes. 
I went. I went to. I went for a walk on the forest preserve with a friend of mine, and we both were like fully clothed and like just long sleeves and everything, or, or not long sleeves, but like long pants and everything, and we still managed to get bit. Like it was a whole buffet for them. Like they just yeah, wow. Coming in. Well, guys, it's been a really few interesting weeks of this podcast. I was taking a look at some of our past shows. We had one week where it was like just myself, Ali, and Nick, but then a totally different week where it was just Wazi and Leia and myself. And it's like the two different casts. <laughs> yeah. And uh, just giving everybody a heads up. Coming up, we've got two interviews coming up for our field correspondent position. We've got one interview on the 16th, and then we've got another interview that next Monday, whatever it is after the 16th. Uh, what is it? 28th? Is that right? 24th. 24th. Yeah, you said the week of the 16th. Yeah, right? so week of the 16th, that Monday, there's one interview. We're going to be inter- okay. interviewing Michelle, and then the week after, we're going to be interviewing Andrew. Both great candidates. Awesome. We'll see what happens. Um, and then next week is our last week where we're going to have our rotation. Now, when we do these interviews, we're going to have the whole staff. And then going forward on nights like this where we're one short, that's when that field correspondent would just jump in and then join us. So, uh, yeah, let's. Uh, you guys want to close it up? Yeah. Closing thoughts, y'all. Who wants to go first? Nick. Nick. Sure. Uh, closing thoughts. Closing thoughts. Um, closing T H O T S. Closing thoughts. All right. Yeah, dude. T H O T S. Them. Basically, I think uh, take care of yourselves and each other, and don't let diseases spread. <laughs> Try not to. Try not to. Yeah. I mean, you know, just, just, you know. Wash your hands. Some, you know, Be wash your hands, maybe. Wash Exercise your hands. common sense. Don't, you know, cough or hack. You know, or be wheezing at a public grocery store and just also, spitting on food. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, don't get too scared either, though, because that will definitely be a detriment. I yeah. heard if you're too scared, the virus will actually be more attracted to you. <laughs> it's, it's, know, like, it's like hey. it's like bees to a pollen you know dude you know like when you're like high alert and stuff your body like it changes man well you know? for, for bees specifically bees you when you're like running a lot if you're running yeah. away or you're like your heart rate increases your body is uh you're you're producing more carbon dioxide which is for them like they're what they're attracted to so they're gonna attack you like that's how they know. I I read, uh-huh. I read that. So wow. I read too. I read books. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know, right? I'm surprised too. He's like COVID has changed me. He's he's been through a lot. I read I read one part of one book. <laughs> Is this one part a sentence? Yeah, one word? yeah, just. A <laughs> I feel like you're allergic to bees and like you just looked it up because you're curious. No, I'm not allergic to bees. I've gotten stung plenty of times. So that's my closing thoughts. How about you, Wazika? Wazika. Well, I mean, closing thoughts, y'all. I, I, I have not much to say. I've said everything that I could, but please don't, again, like I said, please don't be exhuming bodies simply to get you know, their organs out to whether traffic them or to eat them or to use them as folk remedy or to, I don't know, sacrifice someone because 
I, I would like to hope that we're beyond that, but you know, I've retracted that opinion multiple times because of current events. So just take care of yourself, you know, just realize you have rationale as well. You know, it's not all about the heart. Some, sometimes it's about the mind too. Take care of yourselves and you know, please don't die. We'd, we'd still like to, to be here. We love you guys. So. Yeah. I would say, uh, my closing thoughts is if you really want to eat organs, go to the store because they do sell those. <laughs> Just not of humans. Oh, I mean, I wouldn't I, know that. I mean, if it's you're, ribbons. they say that pork tastes like humans, maybe. Uh, so uh, maybe it's go out and get ribs. that pig's heart instead. They say it tastes more like beef, actually. I, don't, I have no idea. <laughs> but I will say, uh, yeah, don't eat organs and uh, don't be a dickhead. <laughs> but yeah, we'll see y'all next week. A great topic tonight actually we we did a really good job of compressing it into this less than an hour that we had um sorry for starting late everybody also um yeah, sorry for coming on late <laughs> uh, no worries no worries next week uh we're gonna have one last show before we do, we're doing those interviews which everybody's excited for and uh stay pumped and i want to thank everybody for your patience i know that we were not on last week and you just had this audio clip of me saying that we're not going to be on. And that's just mainly for people who don't follow central social media, but still are subscribed. So until next week, uh, take care of yourselves. Don't be dickhead. Don't eat organs. And uh, don't be scared of bees and all that. We'll see you then. Bye, guys. Bye. Say hi to your moms for me. Yeah. Later. Bye. 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 And we're off. Oh, that's a good oh my God. Wazzy, I almost like canceled this week too because i just need a break from all the craziness myself oh no <laughs> no it's all good it's all good it's just a lot of